Hi, you're listening to Happy Hour with Stretch and Stir Fry. You can find us on sailworld.com, yachtsandyachting.com and iTunes. Right, Matthias is in the waiting room. He's on the bloody yes. water. Yes, I am. Hi, how are you? Good Hello, Matty. How are you? Very well. And you? Very good. Give us a little uh, view of where you are, matey. All right. This is actually a nice place. I was thinking where I should stand uh, or sit. I'm sitting on a barge on the, in the Gdansk, city of Gdansk. How are you, Matthias? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Rory. How are you? Yeah, really well, thank you. Really well. Thanks, Thanks for chatting. Sure, you're doing a great job. Uh, I was following your uh, previous uh, podcasts and uh, you're doing a great job, actually, with this happy hour. We'll keep that bit in, Stretch. We won't edit that out, all right? <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Stir Fry, do you want to do, um, Matthias, what Stir Fry and I do every single one of these is we forget to do a nice introduction and then have to do it later and it all gets very confusing. So can we get Stir Fry to do a sort of hello welcome to you and then we'll kick in. Just, just so I don't drop the ball, uh, Matthias, can you give me the correct pronunciation of your surname? Come on. <laughs> All right. Uh, my name is Mateusz Kusznierewicz. 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 Okay. Okay, good. I, it's near enough. It's near enough. If Stirfry gets his first time round, Matthias, we'll just give him a big round of applause. It might be short and sweet, this one, Stretch. Okay, go for it, Stirfry. Hi, boys and girls. Uh, tonight, we welcome onto the pod some Polish sailing royalty, uh, multiple Olympic medalist, including a couple of golds, a great man, good friend, awesome sailor, Mateusz Kuznowerowicz. Hello, how are you? Good to see how you. How are you, Matty? Are you well? Very well, thank you. It's okay now. Uh, um, we enjoy uh, nice weather in Poland. As you can see, I'm sitting outside in the city of Gdańsk and... Uh, I'm very happy that, uh, for this invitation. Uh, nice to see you guys. You're doing a great job. Thanks. It's great to chat to you. We, I've got to ask, how was Stir Fry's pronunciation of your surname there? Oh, not too bad. He's improving. <laughs> <laughs> Seven out of uh, ten. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no, you're doing well. Uh, actually, you know, this was last year when we, uh, we met uh, and we sailed together. And uh, I remember your beginnings. Awful, terrible, hopeless. <laughs> And now, wow, well, you're almost halfway. Thank you. Oh, five out of ten. There you go, Rory. Well, that's awesome, because actually Stirfry quite fancies himself as a linguist, because he's got Vasco teaching him Italian. He's even had lessons in Kiwi from Moose Sanderson. Yeah. He's had a bit of American, but I think he needs to start learning a few more words of Polish if you guys are going to sail together over the next few years. I hope so, yeah. You should also come to Poland. It's a great country, actually. Of course, we cannot travel so much, but uh, hopefully... Yeah, the good reason always to travel for us, for the sailors, is when there are some regattas, the championship regattas are set uh, in some different countries. I love sailing because of that. So hopefully one day you will uh, come and sail on the Polish waters. Well, we'd, we'd love to. I mean, I think looking in the background there, we'd all love to come and see where you are. Give, give us an idea, Matthias, where, where are you? We can see a beautiful background behind you. Um, where exactly are we chatting to you at the moment? All right, yeah, I was actually thinking where we shall meet. And uh, I live in Sopot. Uh, actually, I was born in Warsaw in Poland, which is in the middle of the country. This is the capital. But I moved 10 years ago with my family to over here on the Baltic coast, 
and we have uh, three cities which are very close to each other. 1,000 year old uh, city of Gdańsk. This is the place where I'm today. I live in Sopot, which is a kind of kurort vacation, uh, very nice place. And then next to it, uh, just, you know, on the side is Gdynia, 100 years old city where actually big uh, regattas are being held every year. And the city of Gdańsk is um, famous all around the world, uh, not only because this is the place where um, the Second uh, World War was begin, uh, but also when the solidarity uh, came uh, up. So this is actually the place where uh, it's behind me is the old shipyard, Gdańsk shipyard. You can see this old cranes. And uh, what is nice over here, and we are very proud that Francis Lapp, he's French, but married to the Polish uh, uh, girl, and uh, they are building famous uh, uh, sun reef catamarans. Uh, so actually he's using the old uh, Gdańsk shipyard to build the newest, modern, uh, beautiful Rafael Nadal, just pick it up uh, recently, the new one here. So um, yeah, I like this place, and I thought I will um, invite you over here. It's yeah, nice. We're getting a history and cultural lesson on the Eastern Bloc. You hear that, Stretch? Well, I mean, it's good to learn something every single day because Stefan and I could probably do a, a bit more education in life. A lot more. So, thank you, Matthias. You're welcome. <laughs> Matthias, I'm really interested in how you came to get a gold medal in Atlanta in 1996. You were 21 years old. But when I look at perhaps Poland's history, during your childhood it's an extraordinary time i mean i see the shipyard in the background there and i know that there were the famous disturbances at the Gdansk shipyard you had martial law imposed there was the fall of communism all in, oh, yeah. your, all in your teen years and yet somehow this young polish boy came out and got a gold medal in the olympics i mean it's an extraordinary story to think that you came out of Poland and did that against some of the greatest ever sailors of our generations, all these absolute heroes. Tell us about how on earth you got into sailing and, and how you managed to become you know, an Olympic champion. Oh yeah, this was a long time ago. I can't remember all the yeah. things so well. <laughs> no, of course, I will remember it until the you know, end of my life, but uh, this was great. Uh, actually, this was the first medal I won for Poland for sailing and it was gold in Atlanta. Um, you know, uh, I, I was born in 1975 and uh, yeah, this was the time when uh, Poland was under the communist, uh, uh, how you say? Communist rule. Rule, communist we rule, say. Yeah. yeah. And um, I, of course, I can't remember everything, but you know, there was a time when uh, my uh, other friends, a little bit longer, uh, older, when they wanted to go to the regattas, they had to uh, get the passport um, from, how you say, for the party. Uh, and after coming back from the regatta, they had to uh, give it back. And for the next time, uh, they was not sure that they will uh, leave country. Uh, and this was the time. Everything changed in 1989. And uh, I was a little bit, and I was a lot of, uh, I, I was lucky because uh, I was 14 years old then. And I already finished sailing Optimist and I changed for OK Dinghy. Uh, and the first international regatta I did was uh, European Championships in Sweden. And this was actually one month after the Berlin Wall uh, fall, and we, we were uh, free again. 
So we had our own freedom and the borders were open. So then my career uh, started, uh, picked up. I think uh, that helped me a lot. I remember my father, Volkswagen Golf, this number one model, and to send me for the regatta to Napier in New Zealand uh, for the World Championship in Okadingi, he sold his car, he bought the Fiat, the old one, and with different, he, he bought me a ticket and he bought me a new sail uh, for my boat. And I came back with the silver uh, from this regatta. So this was a bit of luck of this uh, change of system, a lot of support of my uh, parents. And also I was, uh, I don't know if it was lucky or I'm a, I am like this, but I'm very open to the other people. And I was, um, uh, I could uh, take examples from the great sailors, uh, other great sailors, Freddie Love, Dean Barker, uh, Hamish Pepper, he was your guest a couple of weeks ago. They all uh, helped me, helped me before. I was, uh, you know, I was the young guy coming from the East, Eastern Europe uh, with, you know, only a couple of clothes. Uh, and they, they helped me a lot with the boat, with the, you know, even living in their houses uh, with their families. It all came up uh, great. And uh, that gave me the, the way I, I, uh, I improved. And my peak was, in 95 and 96 and I used my opportunity and I sailed great regatta. I had also great sail uh, designed for this event, which gave me a lot of power, especially in the light winds. And I, uh, I uh, took my chance and I won the gold. It was just great. And, and in obviously Atlanta, the, all of the boats were supplied. Yep. Um, were they Vanguard fins then? No, it was already Devoti. A Devoti then, and you had, um... Was that the first year of the carbon rigs in the Finns, the first games? Yes, yes. And uh, I think that it all started with Hans Pitzauer uh, when he invented the wing mast for the Finn. So we were following him. Uh, yeah, this is all. Uh, this, this was the years when uh, a lot of changes in the Finn class happened. Yeah. And, and I mean, what's incredible is that, you know, you say you came from the Eastern Bloc and we would say from behind the Iron Curtain as such. And yet... Yeah. Um, in a technology race, because whatever you say about the fin rigs, they were leading edge at the time. Um, yeah. You came out on top. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, what is funny about this uh, Eastern country, uh, because, you know, we are, it's a little bit harder than, uh, than on the other places. Uh, like, uh, I know, you know, it's great systems and a lot of experience and the knowledge and also very good fundings for the Olympic uh, uh, campaigners in uh, Australia, in UK, in France, in Spain, and some other countries. But just recently I was helping my friends uh, winning um, world championships in, uh, in the Finn class. And he was, he's also coming from the, you know, like a, my neighborhood. And we were saying, ah, Mateusz. And he said, hey, Mateusz, you know, we are not too bad. And we, uh, we achieve a lot. Uh, and we are not too bad, like for the guys who are coming from uh, Eastern Europe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not easy. It's not helping, but we uh, we enjoy. Yeah, but I think sometimes, I mean, you look at uh, you know Jochen Schumann um, and his crew of the '88 and '92 games. Mentally, they were very, very strong. Oh, yes. uh, no, nothing phased them. You know, they would all, always have the boat immaculately prepared. They would always sail in the lightest wind. They would always sail in the heaviest wind. Oh, yeah. um, mental fortitude, give it a big tick. Yeah. Uh, 
Mateusz, right. tell, us, tell us about life back in Poland after winning the gold medal. I mean, you must have been gone from no one really knowing who this young guy was to suddenly being made to go on a lot of TV programs and everyone kind of, you know, celebrating the fact that you'd come home with a gold. It's an extraordinary achievement. Yeah, it was amazing. Like, these times will never uh, happen again because, you know, how the world changed, uh, even from the media point of view, now, 10 years ago and 20 years ago. So 90s were uh, exceptional about this. Yeah, I was the guy, we, we won the seven gold medals in Atlanta in different sports and I was a big surprise for everyone. 21 year old, blonde haired, smiling from the ear to ear, uh, positive energy, talking about great, having great fun uh, in uh, Olympic Village with the... I'm not sure you can say what you're going to say now, Matej. <laughs> I know, but uh, we had a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, we really enjoy and you know everyone was uh, willing to you know hear that so i remember only in 1996 during this four months after we got back from atlanta i was i don't know maybe on the 11 covers of the magazines you know crazy the good thing about this was that i could get the funding from uh, the sponsors i signed a really good contract uh, that year for another campaign to sydney uh, so the popularity uh, helped me and uh, I still feel benefits out of uh, that great victory in 96. Well, I've seen the great benefits because I seem to remember we were in a bar or a restaurant in uh, Portals and the waitress was Polish and <laughs> she recognised you. I mean, it, I doubt that many people would, would you know, recognise some of our Olympic medalists from some of the, the more premier sports even. So... <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was special. I don't know what I can say about this, but yeah, you, I can only say that, oh, maybe I can say that, that, uh, you know, after one year since I came from the Atlanta, I met a coach in my club in Warsaw, and he was saying already in March that all the places in their sailing camps, five of them during the vacations are fully sold. You know, and I think this was the most important. That's a legacy. I had the fun and I had a lot of, you know, benefits. But the most important is the popularity of our sport. Actually, this is what we are doing also in SSL. But over here in Poland, I think my uh, victory and also the other sailors helps uh, a lot to popularize uh, sailing. What What is really needed now? One of the reasons I think people get so involved with Olympics is the great rivalries that we read about or see over time. Who do you see as the great rivals over your career? Right, so um, I was very lucky and honored to sail against great ones. I, I sailed against Ben Ainsley, I sailed against Ian Percy, I sailed against Robert Scheidt, I sailed against uh, Freddie Love, and I must say that Every Olympics were different to me. The biggest magician of uh, sailing and, you know, the guy who I always explain his sailing, you know, like he's doing unbelievable stuff on the water, uh, upwind, downwind, light winds, medium winds, uh, lake, uh, different regattas was, and is Robert Scheidt. He's a very good guy. He's a very good uh, person. I like him uh, as a person too, but I learned from him and so many people uh, also, as an as example, I, I know that uh, Ben is one of the greatest and he won the four Olympic medals. And I always 
think that he was the strongest uh, to come for the regatta and really focus on doing the job and doing the job done. Uh, but from my point of view, Robert is the magician. And I'm very happy for the others, like Freddie Love. He competed in a sixth Olympics and he won the gold on the last one. Uh, you probably remember the final race of the London Olympics. So every uh, guy has a story uh, from my point of view. And uh, I'm happy for them. I'm happy for Ben. I'm happy for Robert. I'm happy for um, Ian Percy. I'm happy for uh, Freddie and so, so many other great uh, athletes. It's pretty cool when, you know, when you talk like that. It's, it's a bit of a golden era that you've been involved with. It's quite an impressive um, sort of contemporaries and mates list you've just reeled off. Yes, uh, and I like it. And uh, of course, uh, you know, many great sailors before and uh, nowadays are up there and I follow them and I, I'm so happy that, you know, they, they, they're winning and they are giving the examples to the artists. Uh, I, I, I love to talk to Santi Lange. I love to talk to Sima Fantella. Uh, we never sail against each other, but uh, to having, you know, possibility to, to talk to them in a boat park or on the SSL is just uh, great. And I see that more and more people now, and I think this is a very impor important information for the youngsters, for the young generations of the sailors. Don't be shy to come and ask for advice, for the tip, to ask the question, because you will get the answer. There is a big chance you will get the answer. When I started uh, sailing, I had the same from uh, Dean Barker, from Hamish Pepper, from uh, Freddie Love, they, they helped me. And I see that this uh, still going on. I know that the people I mentioned, Sima uh, Fantella or Santi Lange or Paul Kayart, they are very keen to, uh, to help the others. And this is, this is great. Yeah, I, I think one of the, the qualities that uh, several of the older sailors have is that they're very approachable. Um, but I would caveat that with, I think there are a lot of professional sailors around the world who think that they are potentially a little bit better than they are. And they could learn a lot from being a little more approachable. And when a youngster comes and, you know, pleads with you, asks you something, you know, give them the time of day because we were all young and didn't have everything once. Now, so going off on a complete tangent, did you ever meet Lech Wałęsa? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Just recently, uh, not recently, in February in the plane, we're traveling together. And uh, actually, this is the place where he, you know, all of the solidarity came and came uh, uh, born. And uh, 300 meters from here, over there on the, this, this is the famous fence uh, where he jumped uh, and it all started or ended, I can't remember. So uh, there is a great museum, Solidarity Museum, European Solidarity Museum. If you have a chance, please come to Gdansk. It's a great place to visit, but also you can... And actually, Lech Wałęsa, as a president, you know, he was the president of the Polish Republic uh, some years ago, but he's uh, sometimes coming to the boat uh, first in Cannes. So, Matthias, what is next for you? Are you spending, are you spending a lot of your time on SSL? What's your other sailing that you're doing now? Right, so... Yeah, I'm trying uh, to sail a lot. Uh, as you can hear, I'm also working and being involved in a sailing project, but I also uh, want to have always uh, some other uh, work or job or business. So I'm uh, working with some other companies. I've got my sailing academy. I 
I, uh, I'm involved in uh, some uh, other sport IT projects, so this is what I'm doing. But sailing-wise, uh, I'm involved uh, uh, in sailing this year and next year in uh, Star Class. Uh, last year I was sailing uh, on the Dragon for the first time, and uh, Sir Fry, thank you, you teach me so much. Yeah, uh, you teach me uh, so much uh, about the Dragon. Uh, I will sail this year also for on 5.5. Um, this is interesting class uh, under the Polish flag, so uh, looking forward for this. And mostly focusing on SSL because there is so much work to be done uh, to promote uh, sailors around the world and our projects. We're very excited to chat to you because you're a man who doesn't sit still. It seems that you've been up to an awful lot of things, not just sailing-wise. More recently, you've been really pushing the SSL, the, the Star Sailors League, and Starfire was chatting to me about it. Can you, can you tell us um, a little bit more about the Star Sailors League, um, obviously which was created back in 2012, I think, what the ethos behind it was, and also some of the exciting things coming up, such as the SSL Gold Cup? Right, uh, yeah, SSL is a great project. I, I'm fully into it and um, actually I'm uh, a lot involved in creating it. Actually, not only me, but more than 100 sailors actually every week uh, are chatting and working and uh, exchanging the ideas and pushing the things forward, the project forward. And it's, uh, it's amazing how when we look back from 2012 when the, this all started and now uh, where we are. So... Um, I think the most important for all of you to hear is that SSL was created uh, by sailors for sailors, not the other way. And everything what we are doing is the main goal is uh, uh, for our sport of sailing and for the sailors. So sooner or later, hopefully sooner, we'll all become um, even more professional than we, are, we do now. We are, are now. Uh, so uh, we are looking at the examples like uh, football players or tennis players or the golf players and we would like to be there so all of us will get um, uh, professional in it. So that's why SSL decided to create their own projects. There are actually at the moment three main projects we are focusing on and this is our priorities. Number one is SSL ranking. This is the first global ranking where all of the sailors sailing intro regattas uh, are classified men and women, boys and girls, for seven, uh, for seventy, for twenty, optimist, uh, dragon sailors, uh, sail GP, uh, America's Cup, Olympic uh, classes regatta, and uh, Melges twenty four, Melges thirty two, J seventies, all the sailors in one ranking. You can only imagine a huge amount of work being done every day, six days per week. Um, during 12 months to classify all of this from all around the world, from Asia, Australia, Europe, America, South America, everywhere where the regattas are set, the results are coming to the SSL ranking group and they are putting this. So this is uh, for the first time we have a ranking where we actually can see who is number one in sailing. When you check who is number one in uh, tennis, uh, you can uh, probably today it's Rafael Nadal. Uh, and uh, in sailing, yeah, before everyone was guessing or uh, thinking about it. And today we can say that uh, Peter Berling, uh, because of his great results in America's Cup, uh, winning last two world championships in Olympic class of 49er and, and what, sailing moth 
uh, he's number one. You, you can see also great uh, sailors, female sailors also in there. So this is number one. Wow. Uh, number two is SSL uh, finals. So this is the culmination uh, of the year, each year, the same uh, as in uh, ATP in tennis, like they uh, host the ATP, uh, oh sorry, they're working over here. In ATP, they have a ATP finals every year. So after all of the, uh, all of the great uh, events like Grand Slams and the other ATP events, uh, they have a top uh, 10 invited. The same what we are doing in SSL finals. Uh, we're inviting uh, from every cl different classes top ranked sailors uh, from the SSL ranking and also the world champions as a VIP guest from this year to culminate and to find out who is the best uh, sailor of that year. Sorry to yes. interrupt, uh, Matez. Sure. Is it by coincidence that that event is always sailed in the star or by design? What, what, can you just give us the rationale why you all come together in the star class to see who is the, the, the SSL champion as such? Yeah, that's a good question. And uh, actually, uh, the SSL on the beginning was created uh, by sailors who most came from the star class because uh, Star Class uh, left the Olympic program after London and we were all thinking what we should do. And we found out that uh, this boat is also interesting for this kind of people sailing different boats. So the, all of the Olympic medalists from the laser class when they came from Rio, when they came for the SSL finals, they found it uh, interesting and not so challenging as the other boats, especially that they had a very good cruise sailing on this uh, boat. Johann Schumann and um, even Loïc Peron said that we chose the good boats uh, for that. We are still thinking what the other boats uh, could be, but at the moment we stick to it and we are not uh, really focusing on the, on the class. Uh, I can only tell you that in the future SSL finals will be also sailed by women. Um, probably we'll choose a different boat for that and uh, we are really looking forward for uh, adding this option. Nice. Yeah. I mean, uh, as you say, the Star is an amazing boat and uh, it's always been a meeting place for many of the world's best sailors to come and uh, test their metal. And the fact that it stood the test of time for, I'm not sure how old it is now, I'm going to embarrass myself now, but probably 75 years old. It's an incredible design, but you still get people go, wow, what's that crazy boat? Is that new? No, no, no. It's been around a long time. There's a lot of sail on a little boat, difficult to sail uh, and hugely rewarding. Yeah, and actually what is the most important, we are doing it all for sailors and uh, when Ian Williams and uh, Paul Godison came, uh, I'm talking about the UK sailors now, uh, and actually Goody won the SSL finals in 2017, as I remember. So that only shows that, uh, you know, even when you sail the boat for the first time, you're still um, able to win it uh, against the experienced other guys. The main reason is to build the audience and uh, the boats are of course important but we always want to introduce and to promote sailors who are sailing on this uh, regardless. So this is uh, project number two. Our uh, priority Mateus, I'm going to yeah. interrupt you again now, sorry. sorry. I've got a, uh, this is a really, a, a lot of people have asked me this question or have said, can you say, this year's SSL, uh, you go around the Lourdes Mark and you get to the right of the guys going upwind and you're pulling bearing Halfway up that beat, did you think you were going to win the SSL? <laughs> you mean the final race? It, the final race, yeah. Oh my God, did you have to do this? 
it's amazing, you know, uh, because of course I, I was sailing star for so many years. I sailed with, in the Polish crew uh, with Dominic in uh, Beijing Olympics and uh, and London, and then just recently I started sailing with the with Frederico from Portugal, with Frida from Germany, Bruno from Brazil, Bruno Prada, and you know we were so close many times to win uh, this regatta, and we finished ugly four. Yeah, and it was hard. Uh, I was looking and I was waiting for this final race and we had a really good uh, flow during the regatta. We had a very good energy and then we had a great jeep, uh, which gives us uh, the same speed as the others and uh, better pointing. Uh, so we really hit everything for that week. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, the, the conditions were uh, tricky and we couldn't really use it. I thought we had a great chance and until the second half of the second beats, uh, I was thinking we have it. But uh, <laughs> this was, yeah, yeah, we, it just disappeared. Yeah, I, I thought you were hugely unlucky. I mean, well done to Purse um, for nailing it, but I yeah. thought you were hugely unlucky. However, you did nail the Bacardi, you've got to say. Oh yes, oh, Bacardi was exceptional. Uh, we won it. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember any better regatta I did uh, than Bacardi, actually. Uh, this year, actually, this was one uh, week before the coronavirus hit uh, us all around the world. And uh, we sailed in Miami uh, and I was really looking forward. And Bruno Prada never had, uh, never won the, this event and we did it. And we... <laughs> in, quite some, in quite some style. Unbelievable. Six long races and, uh, you know, the worst race we had was second. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, for anyone who doesn't know, the Bacardi is a coming together of the star legends. Um, it's always been a, a great event uh, sponsored by Bacardi. So it's social. It's sailed in Biscayne Bay. Uh, it's quite something to go and do it. Um, but to win it at a canter against... How, how big was the fleet this year, Mateus? 50 boats? 65 boats, yeah. 65 boats, all incredibly evenly matched on uh, what... It's not a one-way racetrack. Um, you know, often in Biscayne Bay, you can go either way and come out on top. There's no, no rhyme or reason or, or, or favoured route. Um, to win it at a canter is hugely impressive. Thank you. Thank you. I, I tell you all, just to all, because I, I always uh, like after, after the events uh, to summarise it and analyse what happened uh, after winning or uh, losing, uh, being out of the podium. And I must uh, say that uh, this, on this regard, every puzzle uh, went uh, to its place. But I think the main reason um, we succeeded so well was, of course, we have a great communication and uh, 